This is another episode of the Brighter Web Podcast, insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm Robert. Hey, I'm Mickey. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise. So yeah, we're trying another virtual recording here. We'll see how it goes, but so far I think it's been doing pretty well for us. Now that you have a good mic at home, it's a, it's a good setup. I hope it sounds good. I, I'm always self-conscious about how I sound on the podcast. And I'm the one who edits it, so that's a real good combination. But yeah, maybe the microphone <laughs> will help everything sound so much smoother. I hope so. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about taking notes, note-taking right. and learning, you know, capturing all those things that you've learned and doing something with them. So you're the expert on note-taking, so just can't, can't wait to pick your brain on it. Well, I was going to say this is an interesting topic because we're both note nerds by far, but in very different ways. I would say you're the expert on it because you take more notes on your pads of paper during meetings than I ever do. But I have more tools and ways I try to tie them together later. So I think the combination, we should be able to get some pretty good stuff out today. So I hope so. Yeah. And hopefully we didn't scare everybody away by admitting that we are note nerds. But there you go. That is totally probably the, the unfortunate truth. So. Oh, yeah. So um, why are we talking about this today? Why is it a valuable conversation to think about how you take notes? I mean, really, it's because our brains are very fallible. I mean, we all know this. I mean... I think, I think mine's probably the worst, and I think most of you probably say, no, no, mine's the worst. You know, so we all tend to do that. But I forget things big and small all the time, and I work really hard to, to help strengthen my brain and memorize things and learn things, and I still forget a lot. So notes, notes are fantastic to help with that. And then also just as a reference to see exactly what was said and you know, who said what and what did you promise you were going to do, and ideally even what that meant to you at the time, you know, especially if you're taking book notes. It's one thing to take a note from a book, but if you can expound on what that meant to you, it can help solidify it in your brain and give you a good reference point later. I remember I started my note-taking when I was in school, like probably high school age, just taking, I mean, that was, that was my way of learning things, mm -hmm. was just writing everything down that came from the lectures that my teachers gave, and I often found, I mean, that was obviously a good resource to study from, to learn about history or English or whatever it was, but usually I could remember and retain most of it, even in my head, once I had taken the notes, because I think that that process of even just writing stuff down helped me internalize it into my brain as well. So oh, for sure. It was, it was good to have a, a physical record of it and, and to be able to go back and revisit to just to confirm all the things that were in my mind, but... Yeah, I mean, that, that's why, one of the reasons, and we will get to it later, but I, I like physical note-taking still because yep. it helps me to, to physically remember it as well. For sure. So uh, there are a lot of different things that you can take notes for. Um, so let's, let's unpack that a little bit. You know, when, when is note-taking relevant? So I have really two angles we'll talk about today. One are for meetings and then the other one for books. And when I say books, I think that also applies to podcasts and articles and just any knowledge you're consuming, taking notes on that and then taking notes in meetings for with a client or whatever. So, and really they have two different purposes for me. In meetings, it's largely so we can remember what we said and serve our clients appropriately. You know, if we promised we were gonna put that widget on their site next week, I wanna make sure it's written down so we don't forget to put that widget on their site next week. It's a little more tactical. But then for books and other learning is to help me learn, like you said, you know, the act of taking notes can help you memorize things more and we could turn it into shareable pieces and do things just to help solidify that knowledge. So in meetings and books slash learning are kind of the two, two big angles I see. So, I mean, I would, let's maybe label it this way, like logistics and learning just there you go. for the Perfect. sake of, of having the same letter to start yeah. those words. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good way to think about it is anytime you're just trying to do something, you have a task list or something you're trying to do logistically, but then also when you're trying to absorb new knowledge, um, those are two good use cases. Yeah. I like that. So uh, you've, you've taken the time to jot everything down. You've been in a meeting, you've been to a conference, you've taken 
copious notes. What now? What what do I do with these all this information that I have just collected? Where where do I put it? Well, I think for a lot of folks, and like you said a minute ago, just writing it down is a huge first step. If you just take proper notes, it'll help you learn it. And that may be, I don't know if it's enough, but it's a, it's a long way toward being enough just by the fact that you took the notes. But really what I do with them after depends again, based on the um, logistics versus learning. For logistics, I'll just kind of make sure they're cleaned up and in a place where the team can benefit. You know, if I have, if we all have a meeting with a client and I write it on my notepad and put it in a drawer, that's of no value to the rest of the team. So for me, I'll put it in a ClickUp or in a Google Drive or somewhere where the team can then reference those notes and see what we promised and see what the credentials were or see whatever we needed for the client. Uh, for books and for, for learning, for that side of things, I'll usually try to add more context around my notes and then put them somewhere where I can use them later. So in theory, for me, I try to pull out any gems and turn those into blog posts, largely for the sake of kind of remembering what I learned, using a note and then into my ideas and into a blog post to help me really capture and process and understand what I learned because the notes I take for learning are for learning and not as much for keeping the note itself, but more for helping me process through it. And that's one of the challenges that I'm sure a lot of people bump up against if they have, you know, either have a regular habit of note taking or if they've thought about note taking is, you know, I'm going to just going to have a lot of pieces of paper or a lot of digital files or whatever. Like it can be pretty overwhelming to kind of capture all that information. And so having a system that works for you and, and kind of building up that habit in the right way to where it doesn't feel overwhelming and to where you can go and find that right piece of information to know that you're not forgetting any tasks that you wrote down is an important kind of step as well. So that's that's one of the reasons why capturing it is important, but then also knowing what to do once once you have captured is, is equally as important. Yeah, I have more thoughts on that we'll tackle, I think, in a couple minutes here, so. Absolutely, sure. so one of the, the kind of dichotomies of note-taking that we've hinted at um, that I think kind of splits pretty evenly on us is that I am I tend to be more of a, a physical note-taker, writing down I have like separate notebooks for, for work and for book notes and for conference notes. And I have, I mean, so many different actual physical pieces of paper that I like to write down on pens. And I'm very specific on even the type of pens and the type of paper that <laughs> yeah. I like to write on. I get, you know, very, that's where my nerd, uh, you know, obsessions begin to show. And you are a little bit different where you are more digital, where sure. you like to have a lot of different, you know, softwares and tools and files that you like to take notes digitally. So Let's unpack that a little bit from, from your perspective first. Like, why do you prefer digital and uh, why should people consider that maybe note-taking approach? For sure. And even when I handwrite notes, they're generally on my remarkable tablet. Um, so even my handwriting notes are technically kind of digital. Um, but I do it mostly, I like the ability to share with others. And then I do a lot of cross-referencing on my own. If, if it's on paper, it's really hard to do a, a proper cross-reference unless you were to build like a whole paper Zettelkasten system, which would be ridiculous <laughs> in, in this day and age. Uh, so really, the, I worry that paper notes can get lost. But there are advantages to handwriting. I mean, I've read a lot of psychology about handwriting. I think a lot of it is overblown. Uh, the three things I often hear about is that handwriting forces you to slow down, um, not type as fast, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. The difference is really what happens there is handwriting forces you to write more about the topic rather than just copying verbatim what is said. Which So you're already sort of putting things into your own words as you hear from the lecture, from whatever's going on, sure. which is huge. So you can accomplish that digitally if you force yourself to give thoughts about the topic rather than saying, and then he said this, and then he said that. Like, yeah, you lose a lot of value if you're just trying to be verbatim. So if you can slow down and typing, it can be okay. And I think there's an interesting piece there too, because in this day and age, we have recording both audio and video devices on us like at all times. And so yeah. you're almost able to create like physical verbatim records of certain things. And that's 
one of the reasons why note-taking is important because in the moment you are synthesizing and processing and analyzing that information, again, in real time. So it can be a good thing to record things verbatim, but it's also a, a benefit to sometimes be able to process that and you know boil it down to a simpler point in the moment. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so handwriting slowing you down again, again is a good thing. Um, another thing I hear an advantage of handwriting is that digital shows too much information, gives you too many distractions. You know, if you're trying to take notes on your computer and you have stuff popping up everywhere, that's totally legit. I mean, that's a distraction. It's part of the reason I like the Remarkable. I can still be the, the geeky tablet, but it has no notifications and nothing else coming up. It's, it's distraction-free, which is good. So that's a valid point. I mean, it's something you need to fix. Either turn off distractions, go into, you know, kind of silent mode on your computer, or, yeah, just go handwriting. I think there's value there. And then related, I hear like from Michael Hyde a lot is that the problem with digital systems is that your task list never ends. You know, most of us have hundreds of things on our task list, but on paper, if you write it your day's task, you just have your four things. And I think you can accomplish the same thing on digital as well by forcing it to hide future tasks until they come up and things there. So I think there are advantages to handwriting, but I think most are overblown. It's, it becomes more of a preference at that point. But for me, I like to go with a hybrid. So Again, I'll often take notes by hand. Again, by hand could be on a, a digital tablet, but still essentially the same as handwriting, but then migrate them to a digital system. I don't, I don't keep notes in handwriting. I'll, I'll essentially trash them once I process through them. And I do that for two purposes. One is to be more present. You know, depending on the environment you're in, a laptop may not really be appropriate, but manual notes are always fine. I look at like um, a business luncheon or something. If there's a speaker up there, there's no laptops out of people hacking away notes, but writing notes down as they're talking and getting points is totally acceptable and Frankly, it should be more encouraged, I think. And then I love the migration of taking manual notes to a digital system. And like after, during church, I'll take notes again on a tablet. I'm not dragging my laptop into church. I'll take notes on, on the tablet or on paper or whatever. And I love the Sunday afternoon habit I have of then processing through those notes, finding the scripture that was referenced, finding the full quote that they may be misquoted a little bit in the service of kind of putting it all together in my digital system based off those, those handwritten notes. And that process is just gold for me. And I absolutely love doing that. And I'll do the same from other meeting notes and other book notes is kind of taking the rough stuff I have and putting it into a proper digital system. And just the process of going through that is fantastic. And that's a good thing. Like if you have the time to be able to process those notes and take them from physical to digital, that can be a very beneficial process. But acknowledging that it is one that is that can be time consuming. Oh, and, for sure. And yes. Add a whole nother layer of, of investment into note taking. Yep. One other thought here that's an interesting way to think about this whole again, dichotomy of physical versus digital notes is even, I mean, personally, just your and my background, like it, because like you said, it boils down to preference and you mm -hmm. come from a more technology background, you know, in web development and all that kind of stuff. So it, it makes sense that you would naturally enjoy the more digital things. And I, although I can appreciate those things and I have digital notes aplenty, my background is in journalism and writing. And so I mean, right. I'm used to going out with physical notebooks and interviewing subjects. And so that's probably speaks to why I have that preference because that's simply you know, what I'm used to and what I, what I can, uh, yeah, speak to from experience. So that's a good uh, point. Just another do, interesting do, way to think of it. I do very little note taking on the go. Like, like you were kind of saying, I think you're kind of the opposite where you do more on the go. I'll throw stuff into Google keep or whatever here and there. But generally speaking, if I want to work on notes, I'm sitting down on a computer with multiple monitors and really processing through, whereas sure. the other folks are on the go and jotting notes as they go throughout the day. And that's where, yeah, paper and a notepad can be wildly more helpful than I don't like the, the current, app I'm using for my notes on computer doesn't even have a mobile app right now. Like they have a mobile version. It's fine. But even the ones that have had a mobile app, I never really opened it. I didn't really use it on, on mobile much. It was more of a, a deeper thinking processing tool than 
something just for quick quick hits. Yeah. So it boils down to what your your needs and preferences are big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the last piece to touch on here is why is this relevant to our audience from a business, from a marketing perspective? How is this relevant? Why why is note caking good for uh, for my marketing and my business? For sure. I mean, I think we've kind of covered these, but for clients and meetings and that sort of thing, you want to know what they said and remember what you promised and take care of that. Um, the other hand, as a marketer or business leader or whatever, and we talked about last episode, you should always be learning and working on your skills. And I think note-taking is a big piece of that. We mentioned it briefly in that episode. We're kind of connecting the two, two back to each other. But I think note-taking, if you go through all the stuff we talked about in the last episode with books and podcasts and all that, the real value is going to come from the notes you take and you process and you learn and you use. And that, that is essential to, to make that worthwhile to really grow in your knowledge and to be able to better serve your clients because you're better equipped to handle the latest Google algorithm changes or the latest practices or just whatever whatever you should be keeping up with, you need to keep up with. Yeah, well said. Okay, well, thanks for diving into this conversation about note-taking with us. Uh, we will definitely have show notes available on our website, but maybe you've been taking notes as well and hopefully gives you a few things to think about. So if you have been, thank you for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast, brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find those show notes and more episodes of the podcast at a brighter web.com.